This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday, March 18th, wherever and however you're connected. Always nice to have you with us. Alongside part-time seismologist Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Uh, this morning at 7.09 a.m., there was a 5.7 earthquake near Magna, Utah. Uh, there, was, uh, there have been at least 27 aftershocks between 2.5 and 4.4 in magnitude since then. So it's been a wild morning uh, in Utah. I, I live down in Springville, south of Provo, and uh, felt a mild rumble after I woke up. And I hit my wife. Oh, earthquake, earthquake. That's the first earthquake I felt in uh, Utah. I lived in Southern California for a year and a half as a kid, and I remember one in our living room, and the lamp shaking really hard, and like, whoa, what's going on? So we hope everyone's safe. Apparently, the angel Moroni lost his trumpet. Um, minor damage to the Salt Lake Temple, which is under renovation, uh, we're told. So a, a crazy morning. The, the Salt Lake Airport, the control tower uh, lost power, and they have shut down the airport currently. So as if the coronavirus worldwide wasn't enough, now there's a local earthquake here. What? Uh, as someone tweeted this morning, how many plagues deep are we now? Uh, it's, it's a crazy time, man. It's a crazy time. <laughs> uh, yeah, in all sincerity, we hope everyone's okay. The, the good news is we're learning that uh, we, we don't know anybody that has been injured at this point, but there was a Harmon's grocery store in Salt Lake City that had part of the roof collapse in. They're the grocer in your neighborhood. People. Yeah. Uh, we know of at least one BYU football player that was knocked over doing He's drills. Okay. He's okay. At Provo High School, Jamal Willis does his cutback elite camps, and he we posted got, this video. He was filming a few <laughs> of these BYU football players doing drills, and Tyler Algier is knocked over to the ground. And as Jerem said, he's he's okay. Jamal says he's okay. That's D'Angelo Mandel, I believe, the other guy in the video. But my goodness, weird, weird morning. A five point seven. Five point seven is nothing to uh, you know laugh at. Um, and then a 4.4 aftershock. So we're expecting more aftershocks. I haven't felt personally any of them here in Provo. But, um, yeah, d- big news. Uh, and then there was a 5.0 in Alaska, by the way. Now that I have that, I'm probably going to have that bookmark where I'm just like, whoa, 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 where are earthquakes happening on the earth now? Um, yeah, there was a, a 5.0, a, f- a 4.8, I guess, in Alaska as well, aftershocks. So, yeah, like, what time is it? Like oh, I yeah. said, part-time seismologist. Yeah, part. Well, now uh, you know, and you know who tweeted out the link? Ken Pomeroy, because he used to be kind of a weatherman, and he just just plugged He's in. He's the to, stats like, what's guy. Going on, yeah. So Ken, who knew that Ken Palm, after the season ended, would still be giving us uh, some metrics? You know, I've been through a five point nine in California. Uh, it was considered an S wave earthquake, so it was kind of like uh, I was standing on. A literal wave, so a different, different. This one's more just a rattle, um, but definitely unsettling. You two rattle and hum, one of my favorite albums. And there is Good. our tie-in to Good. the show. You two, or not. Today's show lineup, uh, yeah, world's shaking at the idea of BYU basketball playing in a national championship game. What in the world? ESPN's basketball power index simulating the Cougars making a deep tournament run. How? We'll discuss. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo in studio to discuss the immediate future of BYU Athletics, plus BYU's Italian volleyball star Davide Gardini 
His family's in Italy. He can't get home. How's he doing with all this lockdown as uh, he processes through this unique situation? Loaded show, and that includes your Wednesday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yes, ESPN projected an NCAA tournament bracket based on BPI and has six-seed BYU playing for a national title against number four-seed Wisconsin. The Cougars' number one ranking, and this is actual, in three-point field goal percentage this season helps the projected cause. BYU awaits their actual and final AP ranking any moment. Yeah, and we'll give that to you as soon as we have it. Uh, and much more on the national runner-up simulation for BYU basketball. Synergy Sports Basketball has BYU as the third most efficient offensive team in the nation in its final numbers with a 1.039 points per possession. Dayton was the top team. Gonzaga was two. St. Mary's was five, by the way. So three of the most efficient offenses in the country in the league. Speaking of efficiency, BYU senior forward Yoli Childs ranked the 10th most efficient high-volume player in Division I college basketball According to Synergy Sports, Childs averaged 22.2 points, nine rebounds a game this season, and he alone averaged 1.08 points per possession, according to the article. He only shot 49% from behind the three-point line. He didn't take a ton, but when he did, he made them. He told me at one point during the season, I just don't shoot bad threes now. I'm just going to take it if it's a good shot. And he made a lot. Yes, he Impressive did. Uh, performance. Essentially half. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. National runners-up. BYU basketball and the Badgers of Wisconsin playing for a national title. I wish. Believe it. At least in the alternate realm of ESPN's Basketball Power Index. Jerem, what do you think of ESPN's BPI project, projecting BYU in a national championship game? I'm ticked. BYU didn't win it now. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. But it's fun to just fantasize about what could have been with BYU to run through the bracket, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. We don't have any games, so we have stuff like this. I'm not sure which is more surprising, the actual 5.7 earthquake shake in Utah today or the shakeup of this projected bracket. Come because on. The They're idea, not even close. The idea of BYU making this type of magical run is fun on the surface, but it just takes me back to a place I've been trying to avoid mentally, which is what could have been. I love it and I hate it. Yeah, I live my life in what could have been. It's a fun place. No, that's no one do that. That's a terrible. Let's go through the details. In the first round, six seed BYU beats Indiana. Yeah, and baby. I quote, Jerem, T- take that cookie monster, Archie Miller. If there's, if there's one team BPI is underrating in this tournament, there's a good chance it's BYU. The Cougars spent a significant portion of their season without Yoli Childs, not only their best player, but a top 20 player on a permanent basis, according to our win shares number. BPI yeah. doesn't know about his specific missed time, so BYU is probably a little better than we have them rated. Regardless, it doesn't hold back the Cougars here as they get the win over the Hoosiers. Yeah, baby, take that, Jimmy Chitwood. Uh, yeah, BYU advances. I think we thought BYU was going to win in the first round regardless. I love that we have a legit matchup graphic right now. That's great. Okay, <laughs> on to the second round. Six-seed BYU upsets three-seed Seton Hall. Yeah. Okay. The Pirates, the fighting Setons of Hall. The Cougars rely on a strength. Three-point shooting to launch an efficient attack and end it early against Seton Hall. Oh, oh, B- oh. not close. Okay. BYU ranked first in three-point field goal percentage in real life. 
this season. <laughs> per Ken Palm, in real life. That's a real number one ranking. It's real. Uh-huh. So BYU's into the Sweet 16 for the third time in program history, Spencer. And they have a rematch with San Diego State. Oh, bring it on the show. Dress like the missionaries. Yeah, let's go. And another high seed falls, Jerem. <laughs> All of a sudden, life in the sim 2020 Life has gotten sim. awfully chaotic. The Cougars bounce the Aztecs, and that sets up an incredibly unlikely matchup in the Elite Eight with a Final Four spot on the line. BYU takes down San Diego State, and they get Yale, Jerem. Who has the better why? We know who has the bigger endowment, but who has the better why? Six seed BYU over 12 seed Yale, and the Bulldogs run is finally over. BYU beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and now the Yale Bulldogs. Who took the dogs out? BYU did! They took down some Goliaths, but ultimately it was an underrated number six seed that got the best of them. (laughs) Childs got the best of Atkinson. What? At both ends of the floor. And as a result, the Cougars are moving on to Atlanta. They only (laughs) ate meat. What? Atkins. Into the final four. Into the final four! Finally! finally gets to a national semifinal and that streak as the team that has made the tournament the most without a final four appearance is over. We did it, people. They match up with a number six seed, a team that got hot at the end of the season, Virginia. The defending champs, hello. The Virginia offense finally held back the Cavaliers. Hot starts by Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson put the Cougars ahead by double digits at the half. What? Virginia struggles to fight its way back into it. While BYU's run to the finals was also incredibly unlikely, it was actually slightly more likely than the team they will face in the championship, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. ESPN's Basketball Power Index gave BYU a 2% chance to make the NCAA tournament final. 2%, and here we are in the final, in the simulation. BYU making the most of this simulated opportunity. The Cougars now matched up with Wisconsin, and the Badgers, also just over 2% to make the final, uh, have are actually the underdog to BYU, Jerem. In the national championship, BYU is the projected favorite in that matchup. But lost. <laughs> so let's just ignore it because it's inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, sure, this is fun. It's something for like five or ten minutes, right? You know what the bigger story, though, is Moroni losing his trumpet is the bigger story. <laughs> it's a bigger story than the simulation yeah. this morning. No, but uh, you're right. This is taking us to a place that we didn't want to go, by the way. And the, uh, the, the uh, final AP poll, is it out? I'll Did check. They just released? Okay. BYU finishes 18th in the country. Number 18. Top 20 season. I, you're right. This took us to a place that we didn't want to go emotionally. Because BYU could have made a serious run. When you're the number one three-point shooting team in the country and you have a top 20 post player, what game would BYU not be in? Tell me the game that Yoli Childs played in where you didn't feel like BYU could win the game. Uh, There is not a game. There's not a game. So BYU loses a few games with him, but none of the games are blowouts. They're all crazy close, right? What did BYU lose? Three games? Let's walk through it. Utah cramps up. They go to OT, and he, BYU he misses loses. This is the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, then San Francisco on the road. By that's, one point. That's a one-pointer. It's a four-point game. Jake Tilson hits three of the very end. Um, and then uh, St. Mary's. Mary's. By one point. BYU was a top 10 team with Yoli Childs. Yes. When healthy. 
And we're never going to know if they could have finished as a one of the top 16 teams in Sweet 16. Could they have gone to an Elite Eight? Could they have pulled a Loyola Chicago, George Mason, Virginia Commonwealth? BYU was way better than all those teams. It's all about matchups, right? So this simulation is fun, but you're right. I don't want to go there because this team was special, and we never got to finish with them. We'll always regard this team as one of the great teams in BYU history, which is pretty awesome. I, I think in the end we're going to say this is – Top five team in BYU history. Oh, no w- question. W- like everything that they did. It, we also have my pent-up theory. This season means more because of what didn't happen the last four years. And they answered the bell, man. They answered the bell. It had been five years since BYU had played in a tourney game, and we talked about that a little bit yesterday with Tyler Haas from Spain. But um, this simulation just emphasizes the fact that uh, BYU could have done something pretty special, and unfortunately we'll never know. But... Uh, we'll always regard this team as one of the greats. Or do we know because of this one projected bracket? <laughs> <laughs> you can simulate um, the tourney yourself, by the way. There and is I'll a d- website you can yeah, go to yeah, and yeah. do this. I'm not going to be doing this. <laughs> will, will Greg be doing this in his office today? Maybe, you know? National runners up. How about it? Our question of the day. What is your reaction to ESPN's BPI simulations? Having the Cougars how did, what, how as did the, the national runner-up. How did the moral victory drop never come in one time during that whole segment? Can we get the moral victory that, that, drop, This please? is like a tremendous moral victory moment. Can we find that somewhere on They're the scrambling uh, to find it right yes, now. Where is it? <laughs> time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, and go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Nick from PDX Answers on Twitter. What's up, Nick? Sigh, I am imagining Greg Rebell, who yeah. we just brought up, yeah. calling it. The Cougars have done it! Cougars win! Cougars win! After every win all the way to the championship. So, Moral victory! There, there it is! We, we found it! Yeah. There we go! Yeah. Getting Moral to the Sweet victory. 16 would have been unbelievable, let alone anything else, right? Um, we're still waiting for that Final Four appearance one day that will happen. I just That blue carpet in the media rooms, the music, the pad. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't! Don't stop. Yeah, this is taking me to a very dark place. So there's a sign over here. Do you mind grabbing this? So there's a sign over here. On the, yeah, this is the the 10-year anniversary of the double OT uh, win over Florida. Mm -hmm. So quiet, please, interview in progress. I stole that from Oklahoma City. (laughs) As I was walking out Saturday night after BYU lost Kansas State in the second round, I took that. I stole that off off a door. Nice. You see the Big 12 logo on the bottom right? I do see that. Yes. We made a few jokes about that uh, during the whole Big 12 hullabaloo. I took that. Hopefully Tom's not mad at me. (laughs) Confession time is over. (laughs) A decade ago. For now. (laughs) Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Davide Gardenia, BYU Volleyball, on uh, being here while Italy is on lockdown. A very tough situation. Plus... The aforementioned BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo live with us. What does the immediate future of BYU sports hold? And is he mad at Jeremy? And is he mad at me for stealing? It's BYU Sports Nation. You're going to ask hard-hitting questions. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Want to relive some of the great games in the past from BYU, some some recent, some classic. You can go to the BYU TV app or BYUtv.org and check it out. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We welcome in now the athletic director at Brigham Young University, Tom Homo, to bring some calm and serenity to our morning of shakes here in the Wasatch Front. 
Tom, you, uh, you're a guy that has experienced a few earthquakes uh, being a Cali boy, so uh, I'm sure this felt like beans compared to some of the things you've been through. Well, it still shook me a little bit. It's a little bit of a, I think people think it's a shake, but it's more of a little bit of a roll. And I was in one in, when I was 11, I think, 71 in L.A., and then Loma Prieta in San Francisco. I've, I've had a few, but no one gets used to them. Are you okay with me stealing that sign? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, the statute of limitations is probably worn out. It's been a minute. And because they canceled our season, everything's off. Yeah, it's, it's all good, right? Um, we were just talking about the, the simulated run that BYU just made in the national championship game. Emotionally, we talked about it. It's, it's hard to kind of think about that and go there because of what maybe our, our uh, team here could have done. How have you kind of coped with that emotionally in terms of thinking about the tourney or not? Well, first off, I, I'm not going to watch the simulation. I, it's just... It's not right. It's not hard. It's just too hard. But um, I think taking care of the kids, being with the kids, talking with them, talking about their plans, talking about eligibility and all these things that are out there, that's kind of the matter at hand right now. So, yeah, we talk sometimes. Some of them want to talk about what ifs, but I try to get them focused on what's next, what's going to happen when we come back. But I think for the most part our players are – understanding they're mature they understand that the whole world is in a pandemic and they're trying to find their place in it right now that's a hard thing for some of these young kids to do yeah how do those conversations typically go when you get to the what if we're allowed to come back so the spring sports the ncaa is clearly leaning towards allowing seniors that didn't get their final season to come back not leaning they said they're doing it's it. doing it yeah the winter sports are kind of still up in the air so how how do you approach those conversations well i was on a call yesterday with uh, the division one athletic directors association it's called lead one tom mcmillan runs that with um mark emmert and donald remy the general counsel for the ncaa kevin lennon chair of or vice president of division one uh, kathleen mcneely cfo of division of the ncaa and I think that they kind of jumped the gun a little bit on winter. It, it, it's not as realistic to me as spring is a done thing. They're going to work that out. But I think somehow, some way, it kind of spread too quickly that winter's going to follow. I'm not so sure. Um, if I was to say today, I would think it probably wouldn't. Yeah, and it, it, I, I felt the same way. I, I thought, you know what, my, it is hard, but spring is like you never even got to the halfway point in a lot of those cases. Men's volleyball got two-thirds or three-fourths, but certainly there, there have been um, – it's been a, a struggle for a lot of teams. Uh, men's volleyball kind of sticks out because that was, it was the week they became number one and just pounded Hawaii on Thursday and just barely lost right in the other end. And that one in particular is tough. We're going to talk to Davide Gardini. But um, there are a lot of it, – it's, it's, you're talking about what's next. I'm still learning in the, oh, man, it's just hard to – Feel the finality of all of it. How are you coping? I'm sure, with we're going to be talking about this for years, and there'll be an asterisk, obviously, with all these sports. Um, we're just trying to make the best of each day. It's very difficult. Uh, this, the hardest part of every day is just the number of changes that happen from day to day. So you spend all day alerting and informing and warning and and trying to communicate the best you can to these uh, athletes, coaches, and our staff and fans. And then the next day, everything changes, and you go right back to square one. So I've kind of resolved that this will be what we do for the next little while and try to keep everybody together. That's kind of been the message with the athletes is 
even though we're Zooming and FaceTiming and we're not doing things face-to-face, we got to stay together. And this generation can do it because they're techno-savvy. And the harder, the old dudes are the ones that are going, how does this work? Thank goodness I have a young assistant that can take <laughs> care of me on all my technology needs. But really, you can do a lot of things semi-normally. Most of the things that we're doing with school, tutorial, um, all those kind of things are, are not normal, but they are continuing. Let us know when your TikTok account drops, okay? We'll, we'll be the first to follow. <laughs> I'll never say never, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. These marketing people on The Rock can talk me into just about anything. Tom Homo with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the health of your athletic department. I'm looking at a final ranking of number 18 for BYU basketball. Gymnastics ranked number 16. Your women's track and field program was number 9. The health of the department, when you look at the Learfield Cup standings, seems maybe better than ever. So uh, how do you balance all of that and try and push it forward knowing oh, what could have been? Well, even though there aren't crown champions and it's not official in many respects, you still can't take away what these kids have accomplished in all of the sports. I think that it'll be hard, and some of them had chances to be named All-American. I don't know if they're going to do All-American teams. We have some uh, volleyball players that could have been the National Player of the Year. Uh, Those are things that are what-ifs, but we know in our hearts, and they know, that great things happen this year. And you, you got to kind of hold on to that. And there, there's going to be stories to tell forever. Some of those stories will be bittersweet. And some of those stories will be great. I, don't, I just don't think with the basketball team or the volleyball team or gymnastics or track that they're going to go, ah, you know, it, it, was, it was too hard. I think they're going to go, we were really good. Now, we might have got gypped out of an opportunity, but you can't take away what they have accomplished. Question uh, about the seniors returning. Is that just seniors getting a year, or will that be like everyone was paused in their eligibility? Everyone was paused if you're talking okay. about the spring. So what they're talking about right now, and they're talking out loud, is that everybody gets like a, a redshirt year. That was like a redshirt year. Okay. And everybody gets it. The yeah. Corona redshirt. Yes. Yeah, and because I, I was thinking about that. Like, oh, if I'm a junior, did I just lose my junior? No, you can yeah. come back. So, um, you know, talking to Sean Olmstead, there's a good chance we see Will Stanley and maybe Mickey Alhianen and Zach Eschenberg. So we could see the same BYU team, but maybe even better next yeah. year, which is a, potentially exciting. I mean, one of the things you have to think about is these, these young, even though they're young kids, I, I call them kids because I'm so old, but they have lives to move on to. Sure. Like, I just I think Ed... Stone has shared that we have some great kids that if they had another year, they could do amazing things. But they're incredible students. They're graduating. They've already locked up great jobs. They're married. Some have children. And the question is, am I going to come back and play or am I going to move on with my life? If you talk to the BYU uh, community, our athletic community, they there's a lot of our kids that are having to make a decision. It might be time for me to continue on with my life, but they're all waiting. They all want to see. We'll have communications. We'll have conversations. We'll let them know where we stand, and they'll let us know where they stand, and we'll make those decisions to move on to next year's competitive teams. I didn't know you could leave BYU. That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for James, years. He's still Wait, here. Sorry, what? Tom I want to be here. In Studio B. What about – the peculiar case of Gavin Baxter. He comes back and plays only a few games. 
does the NCAA consider his situation differently than most? Like, is there a chance that he could be granted another two years? Yeah, (laughs) I I really don't know. I think that that's another story that a lot of people aren't talking about. But he came back after sitting out most of the year to be there for the team. I think it's a great story. But I think with Gavin, he has so much talent and potential that we'll have to see how it goes. And we'll probably, with this situation, have to go year to year. And we'll see how it goes with each one of them. And it's not a guarantee. Our coaches aren't counting on all of our players coming back in all the sports because they missed their spring year. You released about a five-minute video yesterday addressing everything that's going on uh, with coronavirus and whatnot. What compelled you to uh, make the video? Well, I just was talking to a lot of fans. Uh, I'd bump into people here and there, socially distanced from six feet. But I think the main thing was people wanted to know what was going on. I feel like Cougar Nation is part of my extended family. I like some people in Cougar Nation, I feel like they live in my basement. <laughs> but, um, Rent free? <laughs> but it's like there's a lot of people out there that really care about our student athletes and our coaches and our teams. And it, I just, it's just, I wanted, I called all my family, I called my kids, I talked to all of them. They're huge BYU fans. They had a lot of questions for me about Gavin and Yoli and. And volleyball, they had all those questions. And I thought, you know, our, our people want to know what's going on. We'll bring them more stuff. We're not going anywhere. We're, we're going to adjust and adapt and transition and all the other words you could use to get through this. But at some point in time, we'll be back. And when we come back, we don't, we don't want them to have left. So that yesterday or the day before, whenever that came out, and going forward, it's our plan, along with you guys, we're gonna, we think you're a big part of this sports nation, to be able to keep us connected with Cougar Nation. And we really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we want everyone to be safe. We're excited to be a part of that. And I really appreciate you saying something that no one else has said, which is, you know what, the games will be played in the future. I just hadn't thought about, yes, this will resume at some point. So I appreciate that forward thinking right there. Well, that's, that's the only way you can think. And I sure. think one of the things about athletes is, all of our, every single one of our athletes and coaches has lost. They've gotten knocked down. They've stood up and got knocked down again. There's been so many things that have happened to them. They've been injured in the course from the time they were playing Pop Warner or gymnastics or whatever the sport was. These kids, they can do anything. And the coaches, you know, after a, the hardest loss possible, I get to go into the locker room and look those coaches in the eye and say, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, it's tough. <laughs> if you had a mic on us and you had some film, those are some of the greatest conversations that I can imagine for me and those coaches. But the next day when I see them, the next day after a good night's sleep or no sleep, they're <laughs> like, okay, let's go. What's next? And that's why I'm not as worried about our kids as I am with some of our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Momo on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Athletic Director. I know we're always looking for silver linings in the midst of difficulties like this. So in the few days that you've had to try and kind of pinpoint some of these and and look for good things, what what have you seen that's encouraged you about moving forward? I I just think the hope. That's the one word that we use. And what I'm seeing is that they're already planning. Now, look, everybody understands that the – The task at hand right now is to recover. We have to take care of our world, our country, 
Utah County, Provo, and BYU. We got to take care of all the individual teams. So we all have a task ahead, but um, hey, we can do this. It's all going to happen. What's, what's the plan or the conversation like in terms of the athletes when it comes to uh, potentially the coronavirus and or testing and whatnot? Because well, some have gone home, right? Some are still here. Yeah, most of them have gone home, but there are more than I thought that would be here. We have tried to um, be compliant with the gatherings in 10 or less, but I think there's half of our student athletes have stayed. That's mm-hmm. way more than I thought. And so kind of in the spirit of what everybody is trying to do with social distancing and to stop this virus, we're going to shut things down. We just think it's most important. Instead of at first we had our coaches and working with some of the individuals that were really struggling through this. You know, you could get some shots up or take a little BP. But right now, the country, the president of the United States, our church, the university, everyone's saying, hey, let's all Let's all be responsible. And so we're, we're in line with everybody else. Fantastic stuff. Tom, the future TikTok superstar. Uh, <laughs> and BYU fans living in your basement, it feels like. Yeah. Hey, with all this spare time, there's going to be some new technology when we come back that's going to well, send TikTok to. True. And we got to go to break. But just this thought, some of the greatest periods of innovation have come after some real issues. Yeah. In and the we're hoping world, for that. the world, right? Yeah. Tom, we appreciate you. We appreciate the message you sent out yesterday and uh, taking some time with us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Okay, coming up, Davide Gardini on the abrupt ending to the volleyball season. Plus uh, a top three actual ranking for BYU basketball. But in what? This is BYU Sports Nation. See what you did there. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. You can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I am Spencer Linton. To my left is the one and only Jerem Jordan. We thank you for joining us on BYU Sports Nation and would encourage you to pay attention to what's about to happen. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU finishes the season ranked 18th in the final AP Top 25 basketball poll. This is the first time since 2011 BYU finished in that poll and they finished ranked 10th. Can we just clap for that? Can we just clap for the top the top 20 season that BYU basketball yeah, had? Very Out- nice. Outstanding. Very nice. Outstanding. That was fun. ESPN's Basketball Power Index has simulated the entire NCAA tournament in BYU. Made it all the way to the championship game before losing to Wisconsin. Oh. <laughs> a six versus a number four. Utah's like, we've done this. BYU beat Indiana, Seton Hall, San Diego State, Yale, and Virginia in that simulation. Wow. More to come on that. Synergy Sports Basketball is a thing. And they have BYU as the third most efficient offensive team in the nation in the final numbers. 1.04 points per possession. Dayton was the top team. Gonzaga, two. St. Mary's, five. Three West Coast Conference teams in the top five. That is wild. Not bad. Three in the top five. Entertaining basketball? WCC? 51-50 ain't entertaining, Spencer. That was not entertaining. No, but St. Mary's did exactly what they were hoping to do to BYU. We are who they thought they were. (laughs) We let them off the hook. Yoli Childs finishes as the 10th most efficient player in all of Division I college basketball. Synergy Sports listed him at 1.08 points per possession. Our question of the day, back to the ESPN BPI simulation, having BYU as the national runner-up. What is your reaction to all of this? At Kalawai Afano answers on Instagram. 
cancel 2020, give BYU their eligibility back, and let's run it back and see this play up. Now, we just learned from Tom Homel, and this was the question I had, was was it just seniors that got eligibility? No. Everyone. In the spring sports, everyone, uh, everyone's class was paused. So uh, for a guy like Gavin Julian, who was a middle blocker on BYU's volleyball team, who very well could have started, a, a true freshman from Wisconsin, he was redshirting. Next year, he will still be a true freshman. Next year, uh, Gavin Baxter, uh, we don't know in the I winter sports. I still want him to be a sophomore. I hope his situation's there. Yes. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, by the way, still a junior Oh, let's go. next year. That, that's so, exciting. That's well, exciting. Well, here's the thing. He's probably just playing next year. You know what I mean? He's so good, He's he can bounce after that. Yes. We'll see what he wants to do. Like, if BYU didn't win the Natty and he wanted to come finish that or whatever. But Tom's right. It all depends on... What's going on in your life? Uh, do we want the 27-year-old BYU super, super senior now? You know, it, that could happen. We'll see how this affects the BYU athletic department because it's true. A guy like Mickey Ahiainen is engaged and I think graduating. So should he get into grad school and stay on the team for another year? That's up to him. But the opportunity is there. For the first time, I'm like, yeah, the NCAA did like a really good thing. Obviously, canceling the tournament's disappointing. That was the right move. We all see that I think right if you don't I think we need to chat but in terms of the eligibility thing yeah I think that's a great move for the winter sports I agree with Tom I, I and I said this a couple days ago I, I just don't think that granting everybody eligibility there is the right move no, I, I logistically think that's really tough I thought right. maybe they would make an exception just for the seniors based in the winter sports. I think that'd mess up but the yeah, cycle the next couple of years with... How do you deal with that? You have a ton of people leaving now after this year, and you're having to... I think in two years, all the teams would be uh, rudderless in terms of leadership and upperclassmen because you'd have all the juniors or seniors, too, with the seniors. So you have extra seniors. Does that make sense? And it just be... I think it'd be complicated. Um, with the spring sports, it makes sense, yet they're going to have to figure out some logistics relative to... Okay, do we have the same amount of scholarships next year? Like, does baseball have 11.7 still? Or do they have extra, a couple extra for those seniors who's paying for those scholarships? I, it's it's more complicated than you think. But the, uh, it starts with a good idea, and then you figure out the details. It shouldn't get bogged down by the details initially. Is this a thing we should do? Yes, and the NCAA did it. I just hope that Gavin Baxter is granted an appeal. I think his is such a unique situation. How many games did he play? Six, six or something, right? Maybe? Yeah. I, did he even I, play yes. six? No, I'm with you on that one. He came back and then didn't get to do anything. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you'd like to join that conversation. He played in, he ended up playing in seven. Seven games. Coming up, banner raising time. (laughs) But first, BYU Volleyball's Davide Gardini. How is the Italian star handling the coronavirus pandemic knowing his family remains in lockdown and he can't get home? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us on this March 18th. If you missed any of the previous conversation we had with Tom Homo, just download the podcast. You can also watch it on the BYU TV app, listen on BYU Radio. Joining us now, 
Our second in-studio guest, he's an outstanding volleyball player all the way from Italy, Davide Gardini. Davide, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you, guys. How are you? We're, we're good. Uh, the real question is, how are you? Uh, <laughs> a, a native Italian yeah. uh, with your country on lockdown, man. I'm, I'm okay. You know, it's been a tough few days so far, but hey, we're just trying to make the best out of it. So, <laughs> of, all, all right. of all the athletes we wanted to talk to, you were number one uh, for me because of Italy and volleyball. So let's let's talk about it. What's the situation like for your family and friends right now? Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's unprecedented. Like no one has ever seen anything like that. So my everyone is locked in the house. It's it's tough, man. I'm you know being here. I just look at things online. People saying stuff. But you don't really get the feeling of how it really is. And talking to my family and my friends, they're like, hey, man, this is, this is serious. Like, it's, it's not a joke. It's not like a little thing. Like, it's big. And it makes me feel bad. But at the same time, hey, I'm here. There's nothing I can do. So I just try to support them, try to do my best here, try to, you know, be safe and smart about it. But, yeah, it's, they're doing okay. Every, like, all my friends and family, all of them are fine. But the situation is tough, so it's not good to hear. What are they doing to pass the time to get through this while they're locked down? Oh, you know, like my my friends that play volleyball, they're trying to, you know, stay in shape, do workout at home, still getting reps, touching like, you know, volleyballs and do something. But it's, you know, Netflix, trying to watch some videos on YouTube, learning new stuff, like spending time with the families. It's like, it's it's all you can do. (laughs) It's not much more to do, so. So... Could you go home if you wanted to, or is it a situation where you want to you want to stay here? Oh uh, no, I could. Uh, up until now, I could go home. Uh, I could still fly there. I have like a few, few Italian friends that were playing here in the U.S. and they flew back yesterday. So I'm the only one that I know that I'm still here. So, but it's I'm not very willing to go there and just you know stay in quarantine. Like it would be awesome to be closer to my family, but at the same time, I don't know if it would be the smartest thing to do in this situation so trying to stay here um you know get caught up with school and do a few things that i need to do and then when the situation gets better maybe i'll go back but how (laughs) how are you doing emotionally with that because technically you still have school yeah right um so there's some but you could do it wherever yeah um and and how you feeling because that's got to be tough as uh, away from your homeland right it's it's weird it's a lot of different stuff you know being here there's always been volleyball for me it was like the main thing it was like you know you get through the day but at the end of the day you play volleyball like you have practice you have games you travel so that was the best thing that was amazing and now we don't have that so it's just you know school work here and there and then you know your family's there you just hear from them it's like a it's like a weird situation because i feel like you know i'm in in a vacation now because i like i have nothing to do like like nothing to do like during my day exactly but you try to do a few things here and there and you know it's just weird but trying to do something <laughs> davide gardini with us on byu sports nation we spoke with your head volleyball coach sean olmson mm-hmm. yesterday and he put things in perspective saying look this this coronavirus situation it's keeping people from earning money and taking care of their families and there are some really hard things that are happening but that doesn't take away the fact that as a volleyball player you come here to do that and you had just ascended to the number 1 spot and you had beaten Hawaii and beat them 5 sets out of 8 at their yeah. place only to have things just shut down abruptly so how are you handling all of that emotionally knowing that your season came to an end but as the number 1 ranked team you know, it's like a bittersweet situation. We, we're obviously, 
we were glad when we found out we were first, like, <laughs> obviously. And we had a few great weeks. We were working hard. We were doing great things. So when, when we heard the news, it was, like, heartbreaking. Like, it was, man, it was tough for all of us. In this, like, in, during the meeting with all the coaches and Brian, like, everyone was, like, very heartbroken because I saw guys that didn't play a minute this year. They hadn't had a chance to play one minute, and they were, like, in tears because – Everyone this year was so involved and focused on the goal. We were here like our goal this year was to create a culture for the volleyball team. And that's what we tried to do. And I think at the end of the day, we did it. We created a good culture of hardworking and we were willing to, we wanted to win. And that was amazing. So when we heard that, it was just tough. Like we were like speechless. We didn't know what to say. I was like, man, it's, it's tough even to talk about it. So um, it was, we know, we know we did some good things and we just try to think about those things. And we know that coming back next year, I don't know if the seniors are going to come back or not, or, or not, but we know that we can do it again. If we put in, put in the hard work that we did, we can do it again. And that's why it's keeping us motivated to work. So I want to look forward and then backwards forward would be the idea of everyone coming back, <laughs> um, with Will and, and we'll see with Mickey and, and, uh, Zach Eschenberg, and, yeah. and Link's been hurt quite a bit, so yeah. we'll see with him. But <laughs> that team could be special again, which is exciting. So Friday, Sean told us, you guys were at the airport, <laughs> your bags had been loaded onto the plane, yeah. and then you don't board the plane, you get your bags off, and you come home. So that's the first domino to fall is, oh, we're not playing, yeah. we're going to be delayed. How, at what point that afternoon did you have that meeting where it was like, oh, the season's done once the NCAA yeah. announced that? It was like later around five because in the morning, as you say, we we're about to like board on the plane for Stanford. And then we heard the news and we we're like, wow, that's weird. Like the game got canceled. Like, it's OK. We were expecting something like that. But we just like were coming back to Provo. And there was this feeling that like, yeah, you know, everything was canceled. But still, we were like, oh, we'll be fine. You know, nothing, not too bad. So we just went and played beach volleyball with a few of the guys. And we were just playing beach volleyball, like, here in Provo. And then we, we heard the news. And we were like, mm. But still, we had that feeling that, like, it wasn't over. We read, like, the season was canceled. But I don't know why we were there playing together. Denial. Yeah, right. like, denial was, like, probably the first stage. of. <laughs> right. But we were there. And we were like, no, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, we'll be fine. So we were just playing volleyball. And we were, we were happy. And then when we had the meeting, that's when it finally hit hard. We just got there. And even for 10 minutes, it was just the players. We were there talking to each other, laughing and making jokes, like, saying jokes. And it was good. And then... The staff came in, Brian came in, the trainers, everyone came in, and they started talking, and that's when it really hit us. Like, I was just, like, going from, like, being kind of, like, you know, whatever, like, probably, like, we, were, we had this hope that something was going to change. But then when we started the meeting, we all realized, no, this is it, this is over. And seeing everything that you worked hard for going away like that, it was just hard for all of us. So, and it would have been it would have been hard. I, I mentioned this to Sean. It would have been hard if you were own eighteen. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you're seventeen one. You just became number one in the coaches. Uh, you had been number one in the media, by the way, for a few weeks, which was yeah. good. And there was some amazing. Uh, it was an amazing season. You're, and you're just coming off the week before Hawaii. It wasn't like it was weeks ago. Yeah. It was like you had maybe played the greatest match in the history of BYU volleyball <laughs> the previous Thursday. And yeah. Friday you guys lost, but it was an epic match. It happens. 
you split, you barely lose. And, you know, um, describe to us, I guess, what sticks out about this season and what you guys were able to do. What, what moments pop? And we'll hit one of those moments. You're hit behind the head in, in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, as I said, we put, put in so much hard work. So for us, this season was like the season. Like, I'm not going to hide it behind anything. Like, that was our season. We knew that. And being 18 and eight, no, 17 and 1 at the end, you know, it's like, Wow, we were there. Like we were, we had the chance. But I'm glad that our last game was against Hawaii. Honestly, like that game, I think that I could not ask for anything better than that. It was like 10,000 people. Come on, we lost that game, but we went there. We swept them the night before. It was just wow. Like if the, the season had to hand to hand, I mean, that's the better way to end it. Sure. So. <laughs> epic. It was epic. Sure. There have been some magical moments for sure. And Jerem just brought up uh, one of those individually from you. You're behind the head kill, which makes it on the sports center's content. That was unbelievable. Walk us through that play. What the heck were you thinking when you jumped up there and hit that ball? So it, was, it wasn't planned, obviously. Uh, we are trying to play with Will in transition. We tried to play very fast and on the net. But that game, like, we were a little off. We were not connecting very well. So he sent me off the net instead of very tight on the net. And I just... Thought like you know what can I do? I'm just gonna try something. I thought I was gonna, <laughs> I thought I was gonna mess up like bad like big time, but hey, it worked out. So oh, and by the way, this isn't set one four to two. It's the fifth set, and it's nine to seven. You can't mess up here, right? Yes. Um, that, that play went crazy. Yeah, that's, yes. that was pretty. Still, cool. people talk to me like I went to the Wilk yesterday, and some of the guys were like, "Are you? Are you talking to him?" I'm like, "Yeah." I, do, I remember you were saying, I'm like, man, of all the season, of everything we did, you remember that? It's great, but, like, don't get me wrong. But, wow, come on. You guys hit, like, 600 head white. No, no, no. no, no that, that's what yeah, I remember this. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Davide, it's great to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much and, for And tell your here. family we're thinking about it. Okay, yeah, thank absolutely. you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, coming up, two Cougar Hoopsters golf it up yesterday. Plus, it's celebration time on campus, but not in groups of more than 10. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're going to race it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Wednesday. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And you can always download the podcast. uh, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Now that it is official and BYU is the college basketball basketball national runner-up, according to ESPN's BPI, it's time to celebrate, Jerem. Yes, it is. I'm told that in keeping with the CDC recommendation, uh, there there was not a group of more than 10. In fact, it was just um, the guy that raised the banner and the person that took a photo, but we actually have a photo um, from the Marriott Center, BYU did. Re- it's outside the Marriott Center. <laughs> ESPN BPI national runner-ups. That's really that's really large. They put that up this morning, and uh, again, it was just the person that hung it, raised the banner, and um, and and the person who took the banner. Well, yeah, it's that guy in the lower left. There's a guy down there. Um, also, um, the staff heard the news, and this was their reaction in one of their meeting rooms. Oh, wait, this was from yes, earlier in the summer when yes, Yellow Childs came back. So, yeah, congratulations to BYU, the Sim champions, as Cougar Stats phrased it. 2020 Sim. Yeah, we all did it. Congratulations. Air Fives, don't touch anybody. Uh, congratulations to BYU. <laughs> that banner looks, uh, looks pretty legit. That's not, that's not bad. Good Photoshop. Kalen Carney doing work. Nice job. <laughs> 
Our question of the day. After you see that banner, what's your reaction to ESPN's BPI simulations <laughs> having BYU as the national runner-up? We didn't even put simulation there. Nice job. Good. <laughs> Don't remind people. At Daniel Araujo says on Facebook, wow, that's worth a banner somewhere. Yeah, well, there we, we delivered. There it is. We delivered, it's man. It's up there, baby. It's there. Yeah. Um, great, great show today, by the way, with learning some things from Tom and hearing about kind of the plans with the athletic department um, after the video yesterday. Again, if you missed it, just great news. Every spring sport eligibility for individuals is paused. So if there was a sophomore on the baseball team, he's still a sophomore going into next year. Yes, it's so, a pandemic redshirt for everyone. Uh, absolutely. That's great. And then uh, it was great to talk to Davide Gardini. I'm serious when I say of all the athletes I wanted to talk to, he was the first one that came to mind because Italy and because number one men's volleyball had just played Hawaii the week before. And we're going to continue to talk to coaches and players. This has been cathartic for us, for them, hopefully for you. This has been good. Yeah. And on a day where we have a 5.7 earthquake in Utah, Moroni's trumpet's falling out, we got locust infestation in Africa or something, how many plagues deep are we? I need to talk about sports Yeah, because this is too real for our lives, right? Um, so it's, it's good. Someone just coughed in here. You good? Did you cover up? You good? He's good. We, we cool? Okay. Everyone's good. Every cough. I'm like so conscious of me coughing. Anyone? Right? Everybody good. We're taking those precautions. Um, we, yeah, we probably need to say, yep, we're good. There's Wild Bill. Wild <laughs> Bill isn't the one that coughed, though, right? Did you cough? No. Okay. We're good. Our crew is good. And again, we're going to be here as long as we can be here, and we're taking the necessary precautions. We've got less than 10 people in the room. So Stay healthy, everyone. Yeah. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from the Fongolian on Instagram. In regard to BYU basketball, would make for a great Cinderella story. Cinderella, Cinderella. Would love to hear the nonstop jabs from commentators toward the NCAA on Yoli's yeah. suspension. Exactly, which brings me to this, Gus Gus. Uh, today's rise and shout outs uh, w- with us uh, combined. Michael Smith tweeted that he played g- golf with. Uh, the greatest BYU basketball player of all time yesterday. Who is it? It's Danny Ainge. Daniel oh, R. Ainge. Da- Danny's swing looks legit, by the way. Uh, oh, he, he's a player. And it was it was uh, Danny's birthday, so his Gus Gus would say, Happy birthday! Oh, so many Cinderella references. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo and BYU Volleyball's Davide Gardini. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Perhaps during this time we will actually get you on the show. We'll see. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Austin Ainge. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. We're planned to be here. Go Cougs.